This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Jeff, Pablo made me download Chrome and then it still didn't work. I'm super pissed at him now. Forced you into the latest century, I guess, huh? And welcome to Chapter Tactics, your 40k podcast, which focuses on playing warmer 40k competitively at all levels of the game. I'm your host, Petey Pob, and today is a very special day. I brought all sorts of 40k personalities on this podcast. Champions, celebrities, analysts, judges, and for some insane reason, I've never once brought this gentleman on. Not because he hasn't been on my radar, because I talk about him regularly on the show. You guys might not even know who he is immediately. Uh, and for good reason. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, he's been Nick Nanavati. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, oh. A list innovator, uh, and as I recently found out, a talented hobbyist and the captain of the American ETC team, Mr. Sean Nee, making his oh, auditory okay. debut on this podcast. Say hi, Sean. Hi, my name is Nick, and I like 40K. I, I really no, like your blog. That's Nick. wrong. <laughs> Nick uses a much faker voice when he does online broadcasts and stuff like that. Hey guys, it's Nick. No. Yeah, Nick's voice yeah, is closer. That's a lot closer. <laughs> uh, and uh, to help me on this episode, I brought Jeff. Say hi, Jeff. Hi. Hi, uh, Jeff. Hi. So, so I was originally going to make this a roundtable discussion where we discuss different topics, and then I said stuff, stupid shit, and Sean and Jeff cut me off and told me how stupid I was. But honestly, I just have a lot of questions for you, Sean. So we're just going to jump right into it. Why haven't you switched Eldar? Why haven't you switched factions yet in Eighth Edition? It's just Eldar. Oh, Answer yourself. Uh, I believe it was in the Frontline article today. I've scored with four different factions in the ITC this, this four season. Four Eldari so... factions. Oh, facts. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be elves, but you know. I mean, I mean we want another Lictor Shame, man. Uh, I did that already. <laughs> You're done now. Now you have to win every year with elves for the rest of your life. Well, I love elves. That's what like people like when people talk about like what armies they started with and all these things. Like the first army I ever bought was Eldar. I didn't even know what 40k was when I bought Eldar. And I have Eldar and Dark Eldar models that are from 2001 that I still play with regularly <laughs> all right so, so so it's just go, go a ahead. thing i do like that's pretty much what i play is all the eldar and all the elves like tyranids i've played twice basically as trolls 
Um, I bought my first Tyranid army in fifth edition because somebody at our club was like, Tyranids can't win anything. And I was like, boom. A month later, Tyranid army, like top five at a GT. And then same thing with Lichtershame, super troll, community troll. Like, that's, that's what my Tyranid army is. It's just a troll. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but now Tyranids are good, so it's, it's harder to troll with them. Oh, I would never play them if they're good. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> all right, all right. So so we're not going to see, like, Kill Team Shame the next LVO GT with just Death Watch, right? Like, that's not going to be a thing. Um, I have 10,000 points of painted Salamanders that I have not played in, since 5th edition. I just don't like Marines. Yeah, don't like Marines. I, I prefer... I prefer amazing close combat guys that are only like t4 or t3 and have no business being in combat that's like right like vect in the fifth edition codex especially running sixth edition that's like the highlight for me like a dude is t3 will die instantly to a strength six anything but we'll just like walk in bamf and be like wraith knight you're dead one combat phase that's that's the ultimate for me <laughs> All right, all right. So, so you're really liking Dark Eldar then? That's that's all the. Oh are. yeah, I really like the new Dark Eldar. Okay, so I I don't want to take anything away from Nick Donavati. You did play him on the Brown Magic. It's a great blog. You guys should check it out. Um, but could you could you give us a little bit about what you learned about his game with him when you guys played on their premium service? Um. Like, what do you mean? What did I learn? Like, like, I don't know. Did you learn anything at all? Did you, or did you just know that Dark Eldar are the best and then just demolished him? Well, let's just open it up a little bit more, even. Like, how are you liking Dark Eldar so far? We haven't really seen it in tournaments because, you know, people are putting the armies together and kind of figuring them out. But what are you thinking? Uh, I think they have lots of stuff. Like, I feel like it's, like, a really great standalone codex, and which is amazing because they haven't been for so long. You had you, you almost had to play them with Eldar, and now it's almost like you can't. Like obviously, any of the Eldar races gets better. Like the Dark Eldar Codex gets better if you add Doom to it, because then your poison and your low strength stuff suddenly doesn't matter as much. Obviously, and Doom is probably top two psychic powers in the game. Mm -hmm. um, if it's not just number one, I'm just qualifying it by calling it top two. Um, so, obviously it gets better, but it's it's still, like, surprisingly hard to work Eldar into a good Dark Eldar list because of how their army construction works. And if you're taking, like, Coven stuff, that needs to be pure. If you're taking some Witch stuff, that needs to be pure. And then you're like, okay, I can either take some Cabal stuff or some Eldar stuff. Or vice versa. Or you're like, I like the Cabal stuff and I like the Witch stuff. But now you can be like, oh, I could take some Coven. Or I could take some Eldar. And it's it's actually like a strong choice now to go either one of those directions. Whereas before it would just be like, and how about you just play Eldar with like 200 points of Dark Eldar? And well, let me ask you this too. Like, let's <laughs> distill this down. Um, you're going to a tournament. It's, it's, it's next weekend. So, you know, it's this current meta. It's in your area, but I'm trying to think more metropolitan. Like uh, it's an LBO type tournament. There's a collection of everybody you've got your ill-fitting sweatpants on you've got your hair slicked back you are looking at your collection of eldar 
what kind of list are you putting together? Does it is it mostly dark Eldar with some Eldar, or is it still mostly Eldar? And put the troll shit away, like the the double avatar, all that kind of stuff you were doing to try and lose. Now we're trying to win. It's like LVO. What are you doing? <laughs> but I would love. I would have taken double no! avatar uh, to LVO. <laughs> I know what, you would, but I'm saying like you're you're advising your 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 brother-in-law, this guy that you like a lot. He's really good at Warhammer. Like, what kind of Eldar list are you taking right now? Jeff, come on. I'll, I'll play Nick with Avatar. I played Nick with Avatar of Kane last weekend on his stream. Avatar of Kane's one thing. Two Avatars is a completely... Anyways, my <laughs> what kind of Eldar lists are we looking at here, Brad? You mean Dark Eldar? Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think that's a good a good question for the, the Eldar folk and Dark Eldar folk right now. If you're looking at an Eldar list, is it mostly Dark Eldar? Or is it still just Eldar with Dark Eldar or, or whatever? Like, What does it look like? I mean, I think you can do whatever you want. Um, I think you can still play like uh, stuff like either Nick's LVO list or similar things like that. That stuff still works even in the new fact world. I mean, Nick had like a phone call with me like after the FAQ came out and was like, I'm gonna slip my wrist. This is the worst shit ever. My shit doesn't work. And I was like, dude, it's still LDR, it's still good. Don't worry about it. Like mm -hmm. a week later, he's like, Oh yeah, it's still LDR, it's still good. I was like, Yeah, I know. Go back in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I think Eldar is good. I, I just mean post Dark Eldar, which is still we haven't had too many big tournaments since then. And even of the big tournaments we've had, we haven't seen a lot of Dark Eldar just because I think, like anything else, when a new codex comes out, we're still kind of waiting for people to assemble all their stuff. So I, I'm asking you hypothetically. You're, you're getting pretty literal right now. Like, I mean, you literally have all the Eldar in front of you. You need to win this tournament. You you're trying to take the best list. Where does Dark Eldar factor in, or do, or do they not? I don't know that I'm a good list builder though, Jeff. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a thing. Pablo, how soon can we get Nick on this podcast? We, <laughs> I can call Sean? him up right now. Um, so so let's let's uh, ask him. Let's ask the jester a more direct question. I mean, I played it. I played in a tournament <laughs> with Dark Eldar two weeks ago. Yes, the April fourteenth Portal Forty Key RTG. You're still not answering the question. What, I can't, what did you? This is so weird. <laughs> what did you run? What did you run at the the Portal Forty Key RTG, Sean? It'll make Jeff mad, Pablo, if I bring it up because it wasn't a good list. I literally took like one of everything in the Codex and won all my games. Nah, well, yeah, you know. Anyways, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. It's like talking get... to Babe Ruth for like so workout <laughs> regiments, taking the game serious and not being alcoholic, right? He's like, no, eat hot dogs, drink, and wear loose fitting clothes. And you're like, oh, one hundred push-ups, one hundred sit-ups. That's right. Every day, forever. That's, that's, I guess I'm mean, trying really, to get away from the example of you, Sean. If you're advising somebody else and they have all the Eldar in front of them, what does a really good Eldar list look like right now? Does it include Dark Eldar or not? That's the fucking basic question I'm trying to get out of you. All right, all right Sean. It's Listen. very complex, Jeff. <laughs> what you, you just got to understand is that a conversation with me can get very esoteric. And then what people walk away from is double Avatar. And then they have to go to Nick, where he talks no. them back into reality. This is. A I, I don't think anyone thing. walks away with that, actually. I, I've, all I've right. usually convinced someone at least one avatar. All right, Sean. All right, Sean. <laughs> New scenario. You you have to give me a dark Eldar Eldar list that I have to go to a GT and win, and you get ten thousand dollars. What do you give me? Oh, that's rough. I know, I know, man. You got to give me the best broken easy to play shit you can get and teach me how to use it Ugh, this sounds awful what are you gonna give me ten thousand dollars sean i think i just lost a lot of money i think <laughs> uh, 
Probably right. Probably right. Um, I like a lot of the Coven stuff. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the four up involve. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, I really like witches. I like witches a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't don't like witches. What from the witches are you liking? I like succubus and I like witches. I think witches do a lot of damage. I think succubuses are. If you don't want to take witches, you just take succubuses. With oh, you mean uh, literally the witches themselves, like. Right oh yeah, yeah. literally, literally, the witches themselves. Do you do you like do you deep strike them or do you just kind of like move them all around the oh, board? Oh sure, they're, come on, they're they're T three models with six up saves. You got to deep strike them. Mm-hmm. Hey, so you just deep that's strike them, I'm, charge from reserve. Good. Yeah, that's why I don't really care. I didn't. I was pl- playing pretty much pure deck elder before the FAQ came out, and I so I didn't really care when they said I couldn't deep strike turn one. Because Dark Elder don't want to deep strike turn one. They do want to deep strike turn two. So I was like, oh, that doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> right. What about the spreading of the field, though? Like things that had, you know, the, the buffer zone that you can kind of expand out into board control. You just drop down and hit the flanks anyways or whatever, or hit the, the screens? Yeah, hit the screens. They can't walk away from you, so you're witches. Yeah, Who cares? it works to their favor, I guess. They don't care. And they, they eat screens. They have so many attacks. Okay. Um, Shardnets are clutch. Oh yeah, they're great. Shardnets do all kinds of stuff to like, because like Nick's espouse, like a bunch of people are espousing now, like screens that have fly to block to get away from some of the things that he and I developed, and like a lot of people are doing to like grab your screens so that you can't get shot. So now people are kind of trying to counter that with like screens that have fly. But then witches are like, oh, cool, you're an infantry with fly, shardnet, roll a d3, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you like to and, pair with witches? Like in your list? Uh, uh awesome combat characters. Duh. <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> so, it's like drunk at an eight, 8 p.m. on a fucking Thursday, Sean. <laughs> what is? I'm not drunk. I just love class combat characters. Shardnets, bra, and good old salt stuff, dude. Duh. Duh. Gun- guns are for losers. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's, we, we figured I, I out have the made, secret. I have made the concession that I probably need to spend 256 points and take two units of scourges with blasters. That's my concession to the gun to guns. What for? Yeah. No shredders for you? Just, just scur- uh, blasters on them? I don't know. I do like I do like shredders for, but like the witches blend infantry, so it really doesn't matter. Um, okay, and you just run blasters for what? Wave serpents, vehicles. Yeah, for primarks. some tanks. Get the get the get the get the dudes out. Get them okay. out in the open. All right. All right. What what are some of the lists you think are are the lists to beat in the forty k meta right now? Is there a meta right now? Nah, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So I'm asking you. Oh, uh, I hear lots of things about tri- triple tesseract vault. Yeah, pain the, it's a pain in mm. the ass. <laughs> that's a that's a meta buster, I think, because you have to take something to kind of take that into account. But the other side of the meta is like hordes with lots of screens and board presence, and then you're like, eh. yeah, facts. I mean, I think uh, like the cultist stuff, the chaos stuff, is still really good. Um, I'm sure orcs will be good in the next six months. I yeah. mean, custodes really don't want to play against that tesseract stuff. No, that's like super hard counter for that. No, it shouldn't. Uh, 
shouldn't be a problem yeah. for you though, right? With if you run witches and they just have a lot of bodies, just play real cagey. It's a problem for my characters. They can really do a number on character heavy lists. Okay. Um, the mortals that ex- explode out and bounce off other units and stuff like that. The triple vault can really like tear tear through my character lines. And right. like the witches do damage, but I rely on a lot of like either troop masters and the solitaire or devil avatar for damage. <laughs> So, so you... it's tough though because I don't think it's a tournament winning list at all. I think they're they're like a first round, first through three round, really messy thing to face that can really disrupt some of the more balanced lists. But I think that especially with the gun line that should be coming back to some extent, you're gonna I don't know. I, I think they're they'd have a really hard time because that's fifteen hundred points to the list, and Necron's already expensive anyway. So the rest of the list is really. The rest Not of this is just like the deceiver and nothing. Right. Because you need the deceiver to push the vaults turn one. And then that list doesn't score very well. It's just trying to kill you. Like any But it but but it will, you know, like <laughs> a lot of the balanced lists that are like, I have screens and here's my drop element, and I'm really trying to be I want to be conscientious of a few things, and they're like three tesseracts. I, I mortals, you're dead. Okay, cool. I won. Yeah, it really it'll really punish like elite armies and character armies. That kind of thing. Um, and I mean, it, they're just hard to kill. And if if they pass a couple four-ups against your heavy damage and just walk through that, then how many turns of the mortals can you take? And they still have a decent amount of other shooting, too, to to they're whittle through things. They're nasty, uh, but, but I, I just, like, any, right, like, any Shadow Sword guard list just laughs. Just sits back and just uh, laughs. Oh, a Shadow Sword guard list is really good right now, too. I mean, it's funny because with Eldar, I always was like, I, we had a guy, we have a guy here who plays shot, triple Shadow Sword lists a lot with other things, and I would play him with my like Eldar for LVO and Adepticon, and I'd be like, ah, it's kind of easy, it's no problem. And then I was going to my first event with Dark Eldar, and I didn't have any guns, so there's step one. But and I played a triple Bane Bay list round one, and I was like, ugh, this is kind of awfully terrifying <laughs> yeah that's kind and of I, what the dark elder brings out like the scourge is one of the best i mean again it, it comes down to where i do think the epic the faq kind of impacts things you have a good anti-tank but the range on it's fairly short and then you do have dark lances but they're on paper airplanes right so <laughs> embarrassing really doesn't like those i guess yeah <laughs> paper airplanes it's well, good thing, my, it's good thing I have my headphones in because if, if my dog could hear your dog barking, she'd start barking at my iPad. The chain oh, reaction of barking. Yeah, she barks at dogs on TV. She doesn't really bark at dogs in real life, but dogs on TV, she can't stand. Damn, <laughs> famous fuckers. Anyways, um, what do you think? How do you usually fare against like the a lot of the Katachan guard lists that are starting to come out? Just hordes and hordes of guardsmen. Do you just kill them with witches or, or um? Uh, I mean, in theory, out. I'd kill them with with witches. In theory, if I had to play them, kill them with witches. Um, and then who are the who have the better close combat characters? Because uh, custodes, you you see a lot of them now, especially at the London GT, where I think Jeff said there was like ten percent of the field is just going to be custodes, uh, captains with jet bikes. That's it. But um, do you think they have 
the Imperium have the best close combat characters? Do you think Eldar close combat characters are the best because of their mobility and their smites? I don't know. I mean, I think Eldar close combat characters are the best combat characters. The Avatars are both really good. A um, couple of the Phoenix Lords are pretty good. Solitaire is really good. Troop Masters are really good. Succubuses are pretty good. But the, the coolest Succubus is the Strife one with the Triptych Witch and the Warlord trait, where she comes in, nine attacks, and then like gets like 14 hits on average. That's, the, that's my favorite <laughs> one. Jeez. That's just one, <laughs> one what, sub-100 point character? 54 <laughs> point character. They're awesome. I thought the balance but, of that character is really good, though, because it's not like they also have a three-up invul, you know, or something like that. They're they're glass cannons. They, if you move them in the wrong position or get the wrong matchup, they die for free, basically. But they reward a smart general in good positioning, which I think is a great place for a lot of these newer codexes to take the game to. Yeah, that's what I've always loved about like a lot of the Eldar stuff is that it's super fragile, but hits really like a brick. So mm-hmm. if you if you can be KG, especially with the characters. You can get yourself in positions. And that's why I love the Incarn, most of all. And it's amazing that I've now spent the last like month and a half not using her when I hadn't played a single 8th edition game pre-Adepticon. After, yeah. After Adepticon, I haven't used her. But before that, from the start of 8th edition, I hadn't, hadn't not ever played a game with her. Without is that because of the Dark Elder? Like you, You're feeling your list is being bloated with better units to choose from, or are you just moving in a different direction? Um, I mean, a part of it is uh, ETC, ATC testing stuff, too. Yeah. It's like, I don't have, I can't use them, so I might as well start not using them type things. So, okay. Because, uh, yeah, right. Incarn is bae. I love her. <laughs> so, so moving on to the ETC, what should we expect from the American ETC team this year? First place? Uh... I mean, obviously, I always think I always walk into any event thinking we're going to win. That's just how I treat it. I mean, there's the the teams over there are really good. Germany is really good. Historically, Russia won last year. They're really good. France is really good. Sweden's really good. There's a lot of really good teams. Um, I felt we had really puncher's chances last year, and I feel really strongly about our team this year. Did you guys finalize a roster, or or have you guys are you guys still up in the air with a few players? Um, we're very close to finalizing. Okay. Do you want to do you want to say who's on the team so far, or is that secret? Um, who is on the team? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> has right. there been a has there been a vote on the FAQ being utilized in ETC? Yes. Oh yeah, it's actually getting fully. I think it was in the last episode cool. of Pablo's thing they talked about it, but it's fully fully being used, which was huge yeah i think that i mean etc tends to be like the most spammy event there is so that that kind of changes the dynamic a lot i mean it's not that there's not gonna be spam but the rule of three at least reels that in quite a bit it's it's funny because we had a vote like four months ago about and it's it's a the etc is a cutthroat event but they actually have always tried to comp things more than like our events so they tried to vote in basically a rule of three before the event last year when like eighth had just dropped and it got voted down because people were like we don't know anything about the edition shop trying to comp it already and then they tried to vote it in like around lvo time i think 
And then we revisited the vote because of the new FAQ, and now all the people who had voted against it voted for it because now it's an official rule, and all the countries that had wanted it before just obviously voted it in. So That's exciting. Other, yeah. Some of the other stuff was more of a sticking point, but it's it still worked its way in. Yeah. Um, because we I actually think used one, to play I think one with of the worst uh, things. Oh, sorry, go detachment. Ahead. We used to play with detachment restrictions. You'd only you couldn't take more than one battalion. But with the new rule of three, we 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 opened that up, and now you can take as many detachments as you want, mm-hmm. or as many duplicates. We used to have to have. They used to be unique. I like watching is, all the Warhammer tournaments, um, but when there's one that's just like completely, completely irrelevant because they just choose to do like a different rule set that doesn't make you know, doesn't follow anything at all. It's uh, really disinteresting for me. Yeah. Like having yeah. not followed the FAQ at all. It's it, interesting because it's interesting and not interesting because like any of any any 40k event is still semi-relevant. Because um, like you bring that up, but like the first time I won with Lichtershame, people were like, oh, the tournament was running this, that, and the third. It doesn't really matter. It's still not a great thing for Tyranids or you know, whatever, it doesn't actually matter. This didn't happen, he didn't play Eldar, so it doesn't matter. It's garbage, he just got mm. lucky. And then I went LVO, and everyone was like, oh, I guess it really does work! GW sold out electors. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we're talking about the same thing. I, I just mean that, like, I mean, like, if the FAQ comes out like it did, 99% of the tournaments say, okay, we're adopting the FAQ, and then the ETC, which is, you know, several months later, is like no, we're still going to be playing non FAQ, and then it's True. just this spam fest, and these lists are things that nobody. It's kind of like run. yeah, it's just it's not relevant Warhammer, you know, so it's not interesting. Someone's like, ah, oh, they, they won with nine uh, dark talons. Like okay, well that that was a thing, but we're like six months past that, and I don't care anymore. So it kind of hurts the event for me. Yeah, that's what always happens when the edition changes, and like ATC has got caught. The ATC has gotten caught, and ETC last year close to that change where people are like we should still play seventh because we've all been preparing and everyone else is like i'm never playing seventh again yolo right. you better be eighth or i'm not coming <laughs> i don't care if we don't know anything about the edition i'm not playing the old edition anymore yeah it'll be out for like two months we're not doing it <laughs> and i get that you know people travel it's a big tournament etc is still kind of regarded as like the world championship essentially it's got a lot of prestige behind it but I'm, i was happy to hear that they did that because there was I'm sure it was a, a overwhelming decision to go in that direction, but there's still like a two percent chance in my mind where it was like, you know what? It gets kind of weird over there sometimes. They might actually, they might hold their ground. And for sure, and, and with any kind of collective body that has voting power, and like, you don't know, like a couple of people, the vote could start going one way, and people are like, yeah, forget that stuff, let's vote, you know. <laughs> but it, yeah. it turned out pretty much not unanimous but like very heavily in favor of accepting everything except i think the ruins thing oh yeah yeah, yeah the, the charge thing no charging which is which i think it's a mistake on gw's part personally but um john let me ask you this though because uh it, it still weighs out and it's like you were saying what meta so it's still things being figured out but just uh because you're a smart guy and i like talking to you what what are like what are some of the lists just at a glance you think that will be prevalent at ETC? Because you know every team has that like two lists that everyone takes. There's been a there's been a lot of that. I'm not necessarily asking for you to name them out, but like off the top of your mind as a strategist, what are you thinking is going to be at the ETC? Uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously with 
and you guys go to the ATC and stuff, and so you got some experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with when and it's funny because at ATC you have five lists, and people so like you still see a lot of the, the same ones, and then ETC mm-hmm. it's eight, so obviously a bunch of teams will run some stuff that get, ends up being very similar meta wise. Um, Eldar, of course, will be there. Every team will have an Eldar player, no doubt. Well, what do you mean by the, like, what is an Eldar player? What's the flavor of Eldar? Is it very similar to the LVO stuff we saw, which is just kind of like an all-takers aggressive list? Yeah, probably. Um, maybe skewed to be a little more extreme because it's matchup stuff. You can right. take out some of, like, the take-all-comer stuff and just be more just just damagey or more resilient, depending on, on, on how, how you like it. Mm-hmm. Um you could take double avatar, I don't know, things like that. Um, <laughs> Are you going to see pure but, dark Eldar lists there? Uh, I think you will. I think they can stand alone. And when you're when you're talking about trying to make eight lists, then that that's what's going to happen. Um, that's something definitely we've discussed that we couldn't cram all the Eldar together because then where are you going to come up with that eighth list? Um, okay. And from like a terms of team strategy perspective, what do Dark Eldar Kayla. bring to the table? Um, team strategy wise, I don't really know. <laughs> I was cope, I was kind of hoping he'd keep answering my question, Pablo. All right, fair I'm gonna, go, I'm, gonna I'm gonna ignore Pablo and keep going yeah. with Jeff because I like Jeff better. Just in general, like what kind of stuff do you expect to see at ETC? I think every team will have chaos. Every team will have Eldar. Every team will have probably Dark Eldar. Um. Tau will probably be very prevalent. That's four. I was kind of hoping you'd say, though, like, when you say Tau, you know, what do you mean? What What are we seeing from Tau at ETC, you think? I haven't actually downloaded that codex. Is that important? Are they good? Probably, probably Fire Warrior spam of some kind. Probably some kind of Fire Warrior spam. Yeah. They're good in Overwatch, right? That, that yeah. I was good at overwatching. Pretty good. That kind of thing. It's probably pretty good. They shoot lots of bullets. Jeff, I have no interest in them. They don't fight in close combat. All I need is one witch mm-hmm. to get there, and I'm going to win. You are um, an inspiring figure, my, my man. I am. <laughs> I think have Team USA is going to do so good this year. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think you'll see the Salt Cannon Razorback spam with Gilman? Or is that kind of dead? I mean, I think you, you might. I mean, and I definitely think you'll see that at ATC and stuff like that. People have it. People bring it. That's another, like factor that happens with um some of these teams have players like that they they'll bring like the same thing some years like they change like everything but some people like things the way they are and they'll play play them happens in singles events too i still don't think that a razorback golden list is good because once you touch a razorback it doesn't shoot so who cares I guess if it's ultra means it can back up and shoot minus one, but that's not really matter. No, they don't have chapter tactics. They can't do that. Oh, uh, never mind. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> They're marines. They suck anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's a towel list look like? Probably some stuff and some things and some bullets. Dark Eldar. I mean, if you look at like some of the London GT lists for Dark Eldar, some people are running Venom spam. It's very popular over there. I don't know how good it is. I don't particularly think it's very good. They don't fight in close combat. Um. <laughs> I think all 
40k game should be decided in close combat. No more guns. No more guns? No more guns. Do away with guns. Fisticuffs at all times. All right. Um, what do you think some, are some Dark Horse lists and factions um, that that you think will be really good that are kind of flying under everyone's radar? Dark Horse? Yeah. Like, fucking, are orcs really good? Um, I don't know. I think orcs are still, I think orcs are still the same, which is, they're pretty good. People, not a lot, not a lot of people play them. Um, I think the FAQ helps them a little bit because they can't get trapped in their zone as much. They're going to get at least a turn to start pushing out and then they can still do jump where everybody else can't. So they can get a lot of war control really quick. Um, which is probably better than they were. And then couple that with them probably getting a codex in the next six months and they'll probably vault right up those, those table listings. Um, the problem with orcs is it's usually legacy orc players. Um, cause you can't very often just like walk out and be like, I'm gonna play orcs tomorrow and have an orc army. Um, hmm. so because like every every time an orc codex comes out, I think about getting an orc army, and then I'm like, but then I have to paint all the orcs, and I'm like, eh. maybe next time. That's an interesting factor. I haven't thought of that, but I think you're really correct on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who's gonna? You're not gonna walk out and be like, and versus like chaos cultists have been in a bunch of starter kits. So like, if you're Nick and you're like, oh, I want to play 180 cultists, you can probably call like 12 buddies, because. Um, end of seventh and into eighth has seen the rise of like borrow hammer a lot mm-hmm. especially on the east coast there's a lot of like we're going to vegas and jared brought everybody seven fire raptors yay <laughs> yeah um shout out to jared friedman he's in the top 10 of the itc um but uh, literally he'll come to every event and be like yeah this guy's borrowing this this guy's borrowing that that guy's borrowing this i'm like yeah <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's great, you know, get people out, get people playing, but at the same time, it's like, you're not going to borrow orcs, because who has them? Um, but I think actually that might be, Jeff, that one of the biggest limiting factors to, to orcs is yeah. is, uh, is that factor. Now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense, just because any good orc list, too, like, they don't typically have, I, I, I mean, maybe if they're codex and eighth, you could start to see more of it, but it's like, all right, what do I need to make a good orc list? Well, let's start off with I need 100 boys, right? And then Minimum. most players look at that and go, yeah, or like 100 storm boys on top of 100 boys. And they're like, okay, I'm not I'm not buying that. And the guy that owns that, it's probably a gorgeous orc army that is also not who also plays those things because he painted them so fucking hard that the, it just limits it down into smaller and smaller circles of the opportunity to borrow that or buy that or even do that, I think. Right. Yeah. That's like really cool because if I think about it, there are other instances where that happens with codexes, but it's really not common, right? Like, guard players are everywhere. You can always borrow anything guard, or at least buy it on eBay or, or from somebody. It's a lot of bodies, but they're probably already painted because everybody paints guard pretty bad, right? <laughs> the infantry, yeah. at least, for the most part. Yep. Okay. What, what about custodes? Do you think you'll see a lot of custodes moving on in the ETC? Um, I don't think the book itself, like, it's definitely not a standalone army. You, I feel like you can splash it very well. Um, but I think it struggles. 
there aren't that many things that it flat out just beats, which makes it a hard team matchup army. I, I think you'll be surprised. But I think a lot of the uh, tar pit lists and the, the kind of shield lists are just looking to have a lot of bodies on the field are, are made problematic by 15 to 20 Hurricane Boulder bikes. Uh, I definitely agree with you that the Codex will have really bad matchups, but out of eight lists, if you can give it the right the right thing to fight, I think it'll be interesting to see because it's scary in the for the potential, I guess. There's a lot of lists that you would kind of like to take, but because that list could exist, it becomes really problematic. Now, of course, the bad list getting hit by exactly that is pretty rare, right? You, you, a good captain has the option to dodge that pretty strongly. Yeah, um, with how, yeah, since with the last year, was that the change? Yeah, I think last year with the defenders now having the choice of, of two, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard sometimes to get a list into the one matchup it really wants. Which um, is great, because I think that promotes more balanced lists as opposed to the, like, this is my thing that obvious, because we saw a lot of, like, um, Grey Knight lists that are very specifically meant to snipe out the demon player, right, in, in somebody's list or something like that in 7th edition ETC. But I think with the new way of choosing, you can't, I mean, you can again, but you probably don't take a list that snipes one specific thing. It needs to be better at multiple matchups, which I think promotes a more fun ETC, in my opinion. Yeah, and and and, and largely you're trying to avoid a list that has a bunch of bad matchups. Right. Um, in terms of in terms of your team building. So like if custodians struggle with like Eldar and if you're thinking that like Tesseract Vaults might be popular on every team. So there's two yeah. already that are just really bad for it. And then I mean, yeah, like maybe. you said though, custodians are better with other things, which specifically in the ETC format becomes a huge issue, right? Unless you're just like your entire squad, nobody wants to take Space Marines or Guard or something like that, then I guess you make that that combination list, but that's a really expensive tax on an eight-list eight, eight list roster, right? For sure, and especially with the new FAQ and pure detachments being, you know, finally a thing, mm-hmm. um, it makes harder to, like, splash stuff into lists, you know? Like, you can't, like, splash three Shield Captains into something while still having two other detachments. Um, but you so. can three. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> I think you'll but, see them, but I think you'll see them exactly the way you're talking about, where they will be splashed in. Um, it'll be like considering the glass half full in the sense that it's not expensive because you're using a guard detachment to supplement a custodian. You're using three shield captains to guard a gun line or something like that. That's still a 500-ish point detachment, which is not cheap. But um, So I think it won't be nearly as prevalent as you're seeing at these tournaments where you're not a team, obviously. But yeah. there'll be some. Yeah, my buddy was running three shadow swords, three shield captains, and like 40, 50 guardsmen or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of obnoxiously awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that was, pre, that was pre, pre, pre FAQ, and then like yeah. post FAQ, you're like, that's still good, and all the things that were probably good against it all got worse. So. Yep. <laughs> well, just the shield captains on bikes supplement so many like gun line type lists where the their big weakness was people dropped in and slammed them, and yeah. now all of a sudden they're like, well, we still have this role, and the drop comes even later, which is another volley off of two or three tanks. Uh, that's pretty scary. 
No, for sure. I think that list is like really good. I don't know if it's great, but I think it's really, really good. And if it's played well, Shadow Swords just do so much damage to all the big things in the meta. You know? Yeah. They still have tough like, matchups, though. Like, uh, any, you know, Eldar, again, are really nice in this situation. Minus two to hit. Hemlock fighters are really calm or something like that. It's, it can get kind of rough. Yeah. Charge them with shield captains. They got to get close to shoot. Oh, man. Yeah, but they will shoot, though. Or not Hemlock, like a Crimson, even. Like, they can just, they can hang out uh, pretty far back. Yeah. True. Yeah. I don't like playing, I don't like Eldar planes. They can't get into close combat. What do you feel about wave serpents, Sean? I, I played against wave serpents the other day, and every time I see them perform, I always I always see them do really well. But then, like you go to the top tables and you don't see any wave serpents. He's still there. I'm still here. Yeah, he just got quiet for a second, Pablo. Oh, um, True. he was asking what you think about wave serpents. Some people are saying that there's going to be some wave serpent spam starting to happen. Um, yeah, we had heard out of Europe that they really liked wave serpent spam, or this that and the third or something like that like seven eight nine i don't i just don't see like the damage output being that high um you could have one turn of heavy mortals and or like two turns of like decent amount of mortals and then that's it and their shooting isn't spectacular um their survivability is pretty high but god forbid you're playing the shadow sword list you're just getting getting got and yeah you know, I feel like a lot of things can just, like, get up on them and then start to end them. Like, I don't know that that actually beats other Eldar lists very well. Um, it's, like, any Eldar list that has, like, one or two is probably really good. Um, cuts your drops down, and then you can... They're really good at, like, spacing people out and bumping into large units on the edges to, like, cut cut combats off and... Um, buy more time for the Elder Army, but I, I, I haven't I haven't had the time to put it on the table as just a pure wave serpent army. And I just I I mean my gut is like same thing with the pure Dark Eldar. What's it called? The Venom Spam Army. I just don't I just don't see it as being top tier. I mean I could be very well wrong, but and often am and get yelled at a lot. Fair enough. But. Are there any? Are there any other armies you think? Like, what about Tyranids? Um, now that Flyrants are gone, do you think Tyranids still have a spot at the ETC? Um, you're also you're still really soft, Pablo. He's but, falling into the warp. We can yeah. still hear him though. He's, Pablo's he's gone. Now Jeff and I can just hang out and yeah. go, Pablo. <laughs> this podcast just got way better. Uh, <laughs> ha ha. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, I think Tyranids are still really strong. They have lots of stuff. I mean, Jeff was running non-Fly and Spam at LVO and doing really well. Um, uh, Juice from the Long War was running only like two or three at Adepticon, and he top 16. Um, I think you can run a more varied Tyranid list very easily, um, and it can be very strong. They have lots of things, and they can do they can do some Spam stuff too still like but along the similar lines of orcs where no one wants to buy that many termagons you know i don't mm -hmm. i own zero termagons yeah that's not that's not an incredible statement I don't think. yeah it doesn't they don't they don't shoot well devil guns are all right devil guns are pretty cool it, it's an eighth edition that they became more interesting and useful 
Mm. Literally, the only things I own for Tyranids are like the shame. <laughs> yeah, and that's absolutely terrible. Now, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm, it. I'm so some, sad about it. Jesus. Yeah, they're like the coolest model that most of the time is terrible. I mean, let's be real. They were they were terrible even in sixth edition. You were the only one who did who won with them at all ever. Yeah, but they were like fluffy cool. I thought they had some they had some fun, interesting, unique rules to them. And then in eighth, there's like really cool rules for Terranids in general. But then with Lictors, they're they deep strike and they get plus one save and cover. And they were like, "That's it." And you're like, "Wait, excuse me?" Like, "Yeah, that's it." Is Deathly yeah. cool? They're like, "Nah, we took his old rule and made it really basic and less exciting." Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I feel like they did that with a lot of units in 8th edition. I feel like they, they wanted to be too cautious, and you ended up just getting this bland, boring shell of what it was before. Uh, yeah, I think I think the way to describe it for me is is there was like these units that very specifically did very clever, convoluted things. And at, for some units, they took a look at it and were like, all right, well, we need to simplify that because this is 8th edition. We want it to be simple. And then that's where the lictor like fell into, and it's in this terrible spot. And then with other units, they were just like, "Well, this wasn't that that com- complicated, so let's add some fun, unique rules to it." Like the entire Dark Eldar Codex is chock full of really cool synergistic stuff that's fun and fluffy, um, and not simple. By the way, I, I think there's a lot of there's going to be some funny Dark Elder matchups where you face a guy and he's like, "I just fucking love dark lances," and then he gets blown off the table, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, that's that." But then there's the other guy. Like I, I'm very scared of a uh, a general that takes a lot of time and, and mixes in the really cool synergistic units that, if you move well, are really strong. Like the Reaver uh, jet bike guys. Jesus, are they terrible if they're in a bad situation? But are they so damn cool as like a scalpel if used correctly? I mean, I'm excited about stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, to continue on Dark Eldar because it's on my mind a lot lately. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like little like fun things like i really like like i mentioned the strife succubus before mm-hmm. but strife isn't i don't think the best witch cult so it's hard to like work her into lists because you need you mm-hmm. either need to put her in like a no obsession section and she loses one attack but you can you can still use like the warlord trait and the um the whip the whip on her but so you can't really always take her but she she's super cool and then there's other like tons of little like tack on strat- strats that like are situationally fun and funky um like i i almost used i almost had a chance to use against nick um there's like a coven strat that if they fail a morale check you pay one point and they lose one extra dude so mm-hmm. like i think there's like a lot of times it's not gonna do anything but every once in a while you're gonna be like oh yeah oh the last custode biker lived and Jeff's like, ha about to get wrecked, Sean. And you're like, one point, that dude's dead. And that can be really powerful. Um, but again, just super situational and mm-hmm. funky and fun. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're back yeah, to much better. Okay, cool. We'll allow you to talk to us again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back from the warp. Uh, so, 
what are you, I, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you this actually before previously, but we couldn't, um, we couldn't connect on the FAQ episode. Uh, but, uh, what are some of your thoughts on the FAQ? Like, do you think GW knocked it out of the park? Um, and you think the game's going to get a lot better now, or do you think that are there's there's some problems with it that you you think still need to get resolved? Um, I think a lot of the stuff was really good. I don't. I think they went too far on deep striking, and in a sort of ham-fisted way. Um, I mentioned earlier that I didn't really care for my Dark Elder that I can't deep strike turn one, but I feel like it's a clunky mechanic to be like on turn one you can't deep strike out of your deployment zone that's just like to me it's just weird either be like you can't deep strike turn one or (laughs) something like that versus like the restriction in that manner so that comboed with the no longer being able to quicken etc etc off off deep strike i feel like i'd be okay with one or the other but both seems to be a bridge too far towards like Jeff mentioned gun lines coming back, whereas I felt um, this edition had been very balanced towards close combat mm-hmm. um, with shooting steel being very strong as it's always been in 40k, but for the first time being able to be like, okay, cool, I brought witches, now I can jump them forward or something like that, or I brought blood angels and now I'm going to jump them forward, or I brought this assault unit and now I'm, I'm going to bring towards berserkers and I'm going to jump them forward. And we're going to get into combat, and it's going to be great. And I feel like they took that away a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it's not like... People still were saying that like close combat wasn't as good as shooting. And now, obviously, it's a little bit worse than it was. So it's, is it still way worse? Um, I don't know. Agreed. Do you, so what kind of gunline armies do you think you're going to start seeing again? I mean, for sure, Tau. I mean, they're the classic gun line. They have no close combat and no allies to get close combat, so they just have guns, which is... And it's super interesting that there have been no major tournaments since they came out, because they weren't allowed at Adepticon. And then you get this FAQ that basically adds some elements to make them stronger, basically. And then there's all those Tau players that have been sitting out there holding their heads and crying for this whole edition, and now they're like, yes, our time has come. We have brought all the guns, and they can't charge us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they also can't deep strike in your face anymore. Turn one, so it's also kind of a. Hmm. Why well, the tower are gonna deep strike in your face? They don't care. Maybe you're right. No, you're right. Definitely right. Um, I'm definitely right. One hundred percent. That's why I brought you on because you're always right. Except when I'm always wrong. Um. So backtracking a little bit to the ETC, this is a question I had before my mic decided to crap out. Uh, did you guys send anyone to the Canadian team tournament, the Canhammer team tournament? No. No. Was it, isn't it? I, I don't know how close you guys are to that part of Canada. Um, but was it just like not on your guys' radar, or or are you guys busy just in a hole somewhere practicing? Um. I didn't. It wasn't on my radar, and I kind. I, I think a lot of us go through a bit of a lull after Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I build my year towards LVO, and then there's that mad rush from LVO to Adepticon, 
And then afterwards, I'm kind of like, like slow it down, rock it back. <laughs> and then build build up towards um, ATC and ETC again in the in the summer. Okay. So what are what are your kind of like your future plans for for tournaments? That you're, like um, I didn't see your list your name in the London GT, so you're probably not going there unless unless you can find tickets or unless you're just submarining and you're just going to submit your list at the last second. Um, but what are some of your no, plans I'm not going. for no? Uh, what are your plans for for like training in the future, or is it just going to be small RTTs and uh, like more private secret things? Um, we've got like team some team practices planned in the next um, uh, two months. A couple practices, like half the team will show up one, half the team will show up the other, three quarters of both, something like that. Uh, I actually get really busy at work in the may june area so i don't really go to any gts in this time frame that's why like again i build my season towards lvo and adepticon because that's my slow time of year so it's easy for me to get out and go play warhammer okay um historically i actually go to like every like small gt heading up into vegas like because it's i can just get every weekend free then that time of year so i'll be like gt 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 vegas yeah <laughs> okay. Whereas, like now, now this time of year, I'm like, ninety-hour work week, ninety-hour work week, die. <laughs> what is forty k? Um, actually, I feel like I should know this already. But what happens first, the ATC or the ETC? ATC. ATC. ATC is July. Uh, ETC is August. All right. Um, do you? Are your lists going to be similar at the ATC and the ETC, or are you going to just like focus solely on winning the ATC with your team and then do something completely different for the ETC? Uh, a lot of times, uh, guys will run either their same ETC list at ETC or similar. Um, they don't want to get too far apart from it because this year, last year was kind of weird and we actually had to ask the atc to not post lists for a couple extra days because of when submissions were done but our lists will be locked for etc july 2nd so and then atc is until the 12th or 13th of july so it, we can't even change our lists so at that point might as well just run your atc lists so just yeah, you might as well just run it, get more, you know, practice with it. Who's going to be on your team this year for ATC? Mm-hmm. Uh, our team is captained by the giantest, greatest thumbs in the universe, Kurt Klaus, and we have Dan Woods and Andrew Rubino from the Greater New York area, and they, along with myself, are team quality control and for the last three years we've also been joined by andrew ganyo nice sounds like and a good team continue the travels of trying to get to tennessee and having flights canceled and the team had to drive <laughs> from new york to tennessee last year oh that's a who through drove? the night oh no kurt drove the whole way through the night i was already there i'd flown earlier in the day they all tried to fly after work and then all their flights got canceled and i'm sitting in a hotel room in tennessee being like I wonder if there's any team out here that wants a new Eldar player. 
but they uh they rented a car at the airport and they were high on adrenaline and like they just went for it because if they literally thought about it for probably like 30 minutes they wouldn't have come Jeez. and then they and then <laughs> ganyo's wife like drove him out like an hour and a half out of the way out of dc so that he could link up with their because they didn't have time to actually take the route to to dc and then over they had to like take the direct route so she had to drive him into their path and leave him at a gas station <laughs> and then they picked him up and then literally showed up at round one. I bought him breakfast that morning and they, they showed up at the venue having driven through the night. Oh my gosh. Did you guys win your first game too? Yeah. Beautiful. That's commitment. Yeah, it was crazy. And then like our ho- their hotel room got canceled. And there was, oh, it was, it was terrible. Every year, and then the year before, our flights home got canceled, so we had to drive home. Like it's 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 a mess. I hope within the next year they move move to Atlanta, so it's a major hub because Chattanooga is just. I don't think in the last four years there hasn't been a time when our flight has been canceled for just my five man team, and I don't even know about all the other fifty teams. <laughs> right on. Well, um, I I know Jeff is going out to the ATC this year, uh, so I'm looking no. forward. No, you were not going out this year. Oh, no. 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 Sorry, Jeff. Boo. I would have loved to go. It's my favorite tournament, but I have a event in Spain that I have to be at. Oh, I remember now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but oh, I can't wait to see the ATC coverage. Um, and it's good to know that I will see ETC lists at ATC. So I, I, a nice little coverage there for me. Uh, but, Sean, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks very much for answering our questions and dealing with me. Um, not dealing with Jeff, because dealing with Jeff is never... Was never a real big problem. Thank you. Um, but is there anything anything you want to plug? Any last thoughts, Sean, before we wrap up? I don't think so. I'm pretty thoughtless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. If you guys enjoyed this, email me, frontlinegamingpdpab at gmail.com. I always like getting your comments, uh, lists, concerns. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the Brown Magic. Nick Brown is doing a great job with, with and a good service to the community. Um, check him out and of course check out jeff on twitch like always anyways guys thanks for listening have a good one